Hi, I'm Matt, and you are listening to Real Things That Really Matter. Our heart in this show is to open up the floor to conversation about topics in the Bible and Christianity that may be hard to understand, and to see them from different perspectives. I know that we don't always agree on some things, but we feel that we should be able to ask questions and listen to each other as we walk through this life following Jesus. So sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy as we venture into another conversation on real things that really matter. Hi, Mike. Hey, Matt. <laughs> How we doing? Doing great. It's a beautiful day. It is beautiful. It's still 40 degrees out. It's yes. almost May. I still haven't mowed my lawn, though. I need I to do either. that. I need to do that. I haven't even watered it. Right. Well, it's mine's not dry, so it's okay. kind of sad. Hey, let's jump right into the big stuff we got going on. We've been doing Revelation, and this, it's so interesting, but hard, too. And somewhat confusing, right. which I do believe it's meant to be. But right off, right off the bat... Right I, off the bat. I think I I think I said something that wasn't true last time. I'm not sure uh, if I said this or not, but it sounds like I did. I said there's no rapture in the Bible. Technically, that is true, unless you have a Latin Bible, and then it says raptura. So that's where they get caught up is rapture. Yes, rapture. So technically, both can be right or wrong, but... There's no rapture in the Bible, depending on which Bible you have. But this, there is caught yeah. up, which does mean rapture in Latin. There you go. So I'm glad I got that out of the way, and I'm sorry. No, thank you for clearing that up. Sure, no problem. I definitely don't speak Latin or right. Aramaic or Hebrew. Most people don't. It's an amazing language, though. It is. I wish I did. It Maybe is. Maybe one day. So we're going to start tr- kind of at the beginning, which Ish. is... Is, is Revelation 6 is when all the stuff starts happening. Well, and we left off uh, last episode around 6 and 7 as right. well. Trying so we want to we wanna dig down into 6. A little bit deeper. A little bit today. And there's and if you look at Revelations, there's three types of either real or metaphorical events that happen. And those are seals, yep. trumpets, and bowls. And bowls. Right. And then some really... Really scary stuff, but uh, yeah, how do we how do we put those in the right place? How do there's so many different variations on where things happen? Let's say where do we get caught up into the clouds? Where do right. we get taken out of the tribulation? Do we get taken out of the tribulation? What is the tribulation? Right, and what does that look like? Let's start with the seals in chapter six. Yeah, because I have a different. View. Just so you know, we've been discussing this quite profusely amongst ourselves. And again, I am not a, a professional theologian. I am not claiming to have all the answers. This is simply, let's ask questions because by asking questions, we get more questions. It's awesome. Right, but to on our in our defense, our opinion's got to matter just as much as anybody else's because there's plenty of, you know, it's plenty of biblical scholars on YouTube that don't agree either. Right, and I'm not sure we're actually going to know exactly the right answer until we're standing face to face with Jesus. Right, but it does help to dig into God's word and see what it says and 
maybe try to get some insight on one of the most confusing books of the Bible. Yes. Especially considering the times that we seem to be moving towards. So let's, uh, let's kind of dig into this six. We have the pre-trib, the pre-tribulation view, uh, in revelation of the rapture of all the things it, it says that we're going to go before any of the, any of the tribulation happens. And so that would be, uh, in many views before the seals begin to be opened right after the letters are written in verse, uh, chapter four and five. And before chapter six actually happens. Of course, you can have a pre-trib view, uh, view that is pre-seal, right. or you can have a pre-trib view, uh, view that is actually pre-trumpet right. or it, pre-bowl. And that, de- <laughs> and that depends on... <laughs> it's how you look at pre-trib. There's right. like different, there's the different flavors of pre-trib also. Right. So tribulation isn't necessarily... Most people don't consider the seals even part of the tribulation. Oh, well, there you go. Because that's just the seals. The tribulation is the seven years after that. They haven't even hit the seven years yet before when you're doing the seals. Correct? I well, yeah, with the with the mark and the beast and the mm-hmm. false prophet. That all comes. Yeah, that all, all comes after. That after the seals. The trumpets, actually. Right, and so the seals. But I think the seals are pretty bad. The seals don't don't sound uh, pleasant. Do you want to read through pleasant. those? We're going to just read through the six six seals in uh, Revelation chapter 6. Okay, so I will go ahead and read, starting 6. And this is New Living Translation, so if it sounds wonky, that's too bad. The Lamb breaks the first six seals. As I watched, the Lamb broke the first of the seven seals on the scroll. Then I heard one of the four living beings say with a voice like thunder, Come. I looked up and saw a white horse standing there. Its rider carried a bow, and a crown was placed on his head. He rode out to win many battles and gain the victory. When the lamb broke the second second seal, I heard the second living being say, Come. Then another horse appeared, a red one. Its rider was given a mighty sword and the authority to take peace from the earth, and there was war and slaughter everywhere. Then the lamb broke the third seal. I heard the third living being say, Come. I looked up and saw a black horse, and its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice from a, from the four living beings say, A loaf of wheat, bread, or three loaves of barley will cost a day's pay, and don't waste the olive and wine. When the lamb broke the fourth seal, I heard the fourth living being say, Come. I looked up and saw a great horse whose color was pale green. Its rider was named Death. And his companion was the grave. These two were given authority over one-fourth of the earth to kill with the sword and famine and disease and wild animals. When the lamb broke the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of all who had been martyred for the word of God and for being faithful in their testimony. They shouted to the Lord and said, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you judge the people who belong to this world and avenge our blood for what they have done to us? Then a white robe was given to each of them, and they were told to rest a little longer until the number of their brothers and sisters, their fellow servants of Jesus who were to be martyred, had joined them. I watched as the lamb broke the sixth seal, and there was a great earthquake. The sun became as black cloth, and the moon became as red as blood. 
Then the stars of the sky fell to the earth like green figs falling from a tree shaken by a strong wind. The sky was rolled up like a scroll, and all of the mountains and islands were moved from their places. Then everyone, the kings of the earth, the rulers, the generals, the wealthy, the powerful, and every slave and free person all hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains. And they cried to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of the one who sits on the throne and from the wrath of God. For the great day of their wrath has come, and who is able to survive? That's the first six seals after the lamb steps up who is worthy to break the seals. That sounds pretty bad just in itself. It does sound. The seals sound bad. Pretty bad, yes. And so we like to think that that is, we get to skip that as those who believe in Christ, who are in Christ. And um, yeah, that I don't really want to go through any of that. No, and I don't either. And I think that would be awesome if we could pre- pre-seal but get, here, to get raptured. Yeah, can, yeah. I, can I go? Yeah, not, not just so pre-trib, but pre, pre-raptured pre seal. Every, yeah. Everything bad, yeah. That would be awesome. But then, you know, we read in verse 7 where it, it actually has a break between the 6th and the 7th seal. Um, And this is where the tribe of this, the 144,000 of Israel are sealed uh, with the seal of God on their foreheads. And... Also, the great multitude from every nation is seen by John worshiping in front of the throne of God. And then um, this is where one of the elders comes to John and says, Who are these clothed in white robes from where they have come? And I said to him, John said to him, Sir, you know. And the elders said to John, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. And there's a break here between the sixth and the seventh seal. And so it makes me question, is that possibly where those who are taken out of the great tribulation, the what just as it says there in Revelation, uh, is this a point that we can start to consider is the taking of the saints? And now, here's here's an interesting thing that the first six seals reminded me of. And here's why I start to question whether or not that's something we have to go through. If you go back to Matthew chapter 24, when Jesus is telling his disciples about the end of the age and the signs that will come, it says, and I'm going to read this as we've just read the six seals. This is Jesus, 20 verse, 24 verse 3. As he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered them, See that no one leads you astray. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place. But the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are but the beginning of the birth pains." And they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. 
and many false prophets will arise and lead many astray, and because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved, and this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. And and that kind of sounds, oh, in the verse 15. So when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel standing in the holy place, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let the one who is on the housetop not go down and take what is in his house. And let the one who is in the field not turn back to take his cloak. And alas, for women who are pregnant and for those who are nursing infants in those days, pray that your flight may not be in winter or on a Sabbath. For then there will be great tribulation, such as not been from the beginning of the world until now, no, and never will be. And if those days had not been cut short, no human being would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. And so... Uh, it sounds like we go through the seals. because It kind of sounds like the seals, the right, famines, it does, it the does, pestilence, yeah, the and tribulation. Like, hey, you're going to have to go through the seals part. Lawlessness, the the hatred in... in Man, that sounded a lot like the six seals you read. It does. And Jesus says it. Uh, this is the beginning of the end. So with that break in between six and seven, it makes me go, well, maybe. Because after when the seventh seal is opened, there's that silence in heaven for a half an hour. Like that's pretty. Okay. That's pretty intense. So think about it. If the elders and the and the beings that are portrayed in Daniel and that John sees that are 24 hours a day worshiping around the throne of God, crying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord, right? Okay. But in that half an hour, heaven is silent. And you're saying it without saying it, that's when you think the rapture is? I don't know. But it's possible. That would be where I would say there's more possibility in my mind that with the view of the elder speaking to John and him telling John specifically that these are those who are delivered out of the great tribulation. Well, possibly that would be the first place I would say would be a quote unquote rapture experience in my opinion. I think you can make a strong argument for that. Okay, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's go back and into six and okay. dig through six a little bit better. Oh, more. so so when the lamb broke, uh, so oh, and the lamb broke the first of the seven seals on the scroll. Then I heard one of the four living beings say with a voice like thunder, "Come!" I looked up and saw a white horse standing there. Its rider carried a bow, and a crown was placed on his head. He rode out to win many battles and gain the victory. Who is the first horse? No idea. Okay. I, we don't, well, let's, let's put no one idea. thing to bed right now. Is the first horse Jesus? No. I don't think I, so either. I don't either. believe it. It can't, it can't be. Yep. I think that's a that's maybe baby Christians look at that and say, oh, that's, that's Jesus. Well, that doesn't make any sense if that's him, if all these other horses come later. Yeah. I don't think that that one is Christ. I don't think that's Jesus coming again. Um, I think it could be someone who's trying to mimic Christ. It could be maybe someone who's trying to mimic Christ or, 
or it's an outpouring of the spirit. The last outpouring before the tribulation, the preparing of the saints. So you're saying it's a metaphorical outpouring for the conquer and conquering. Uh, You know, we read in, in the Bible that our battle isn't against flesh and blood. And since this is being sent forward by God through the seal, because when it's Satan, it's very specific that that's who's being released into that moment as well. Right. So you're saying that could be the spirit of the Lord that comes to bring the word to the rest to the I don't know. I don't know, but it's But it's a white sp- horse. We're here to speculate. Yeah, we're there's, asking questions. There's no right or wrong. It could answer. be it could be a spirit of dissension and division that is coming to bring the uh, Jesus himself says I've come to bring not peace but a sword to the world. I've come to bring you as believers in me peace, but to war- the world, I've come to bring a sword, which is the battle against Satan and the principalities of darkness and evil. So I don't, I don't know who I would say that that first horse and rider is. Why don't we know? Why don't they just tell us? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. And here's the other thing. You said it last episode. We don't know when the timer starts on any of these. But we do know that in uh, Peter, I believe, where he's writing to the, to the, he's writing the letter that says, you know, God is not slow as some consider him slow, but he is patient wishing that all would come to repentance. And to him, a day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as a day. So what if some of these have already been opened or are being opened? Give me an example. Well, um, when he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, come and out came another horse, bright red. Its rider was permitted to take peace from the earth so that people should slay one another, and he was given a great sword. And if we hold to the first writer being the Spirit of God being poured out to conquer, win many victories, as yours, your translation says, um, well, we've seen at the beginning of the 1900s the outpouring of the revivals all the way through the movements in the 70s and 80s with, um, you know, we have... Foursquare, we have Vineyard, we have Assembly of God, we have all these outpouring of the Spirit movements that was kind of a a radical thing that started revivals and transformation in people's lives and the experience of the Holy Spirit again. And that was that was a pretty prevalent thing through that century. And now we have some pretty crazy things going on in our society. Well, do you think it's revelation level type of things? I don't know. I've never seen the lawlessness, at least in our country, like this. And for the longest time, America was set apart. Right. Well, But at this point, we look like some of the third world countries that have lawlessness and cartels and um, just just mass murder and, and who do whatever you want. Right. And I think we've been, you know, 
we've been insulated and spoiled here in the U.S. for from a lot of the things that happen in a lot of places on Earth. When he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, Come, and out came another horse, bright red. Its rider was permitted to take peace from the earth, so that people should slay one another. There is, in my lifetime, the threat of the imminent World War III that is on the horizon is catastrophic. Yeah, it is. The events that are happening in every town in America is unimaginable. Like I said, and I'm not trying to say that we're the worst country in the world. I'm just saying that where we're headed is the same as some of the places we tried to help develop back in the last couple of generations. You can't drive down the street without being robbed. You can't sit in your home without the fear of being burglarized. You can't almost, not quite yet, but almost preach the word of God openly without being shut down, canceled. Not quite imprisoned yet, but we're on that direction. And its writer was permitted to take peace from the earth. And there was war and slaughter everywhere. Hmm. I'm not sure that we're there yet, that there's war and slaughter everywhere. Middle East, China, <laughs> the Middle East has Ukraine, been, The Middle East has been crazy Russia, for thousands of years. Yeah. But war and South slaughter America. everywhere? I think we might be overstating, Mike. There's never been the threat that there is at this moment for th the scale of the world war that is I know the to threat be. is what do you mean World War II there was it was Pearl Harbor there was a bigger threat back then It was imminent and it and happened you will pull the wool over your eyes <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Well I think your word I need to I need to see I don't know. I don't want to, but I. I think I, it seems war and slaughter everywhere seems more than what we're experiencing right now. I wouldn't say there's war and slaughter everywhere. You would. Do you think that what? Let me let me break it down to you this way. Do you think they've already done the second seal? I don't know. Okay, I'm like gonna, I said, I'm gonna we say, don't I'm gonna know. say no. We don't know. Um. When it starts. We don't. How about, how about, I like the way your translation actually put it. Would you read verse five, six again? Uh, yeah. When the lamb broke the third seal, is that what you want? Yeah. When the lamb broke the third seal, I heard the third living being say, come. I looked up and saw a black horse and its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice from among the four beings say, a loaf of wheat, a loaf of wheat bread, or three loaves of barley will cost a day's pay. And don't waste the olive oil and wine. Things have never been as expensive as they are now, to the point where if the government isn't giving you what you need, you can't necessarily afford it. I can't afford health care. I can't hardly afford food, can't afford insurance, can't afford gas. I'm not making enough money. Most of Americans aren't, they're struggling. We're not as bad as it's going to get either. Right. right. 
And, you know, people, a lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck. But I also don't think that and the rest a loaf of, of bread costs a day's pay either. And the rest, I, I'm just saying, do you think that it, it just happens overnight? No, I don't. A day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as a day. But has this has the third seal been broken? I can't tell you, but I'm just trying to put these things in perspective. Things are amping up. How about the natural disasters and famines? And you know, nobody ever saw. Did you ever see the videos of the pestilence that was happening down in? I believe it was like Brazil, South America, somewhere with the locusts. No, I heard about it. I it never was like a black cloud. Oh, my goodness. How about in Vegas when they sent those pictures of the locusts that were invading the town? Did it hit Las Vegas? A couple years ago. Oh, my goodness. It was like, it was it was insane. Darkening the sky. Pestilence. How about the famines? How about the drought that we've been in alone, let alone the rest of the world? I'm just saying. Jesus himself tells the Pharisees, you can tell what the weather's going to do. But you can't figure out what time you're in. Well, I think there's a maybe you could point to some regional things like you just mentioned. But I think what the what Revelation is talking about is global events that this affects the whole world. Well, don't the, you think does the that price too, of everything is affecting the whole world? Well, and we're that moving is true. Towards this that, globalist that is mindset. true. And things are getting more expensive. There's no question. But you could say that since the beginning of time. I mean, things have been increasing in price since. You could. You could say there was natural disasters since the beginning of time. Correct. But, and every generation, I think, says uh, we're getting close to the end. Well, which is it's true because we are. You know, and as a follower of Christ, he says to always be ready, always be watching, and always um, be in season. You know, I believe it's healthy in a way to say, you know, I think we might be getting close, but I guess the health would come in what you're going to do with that. So, Let's ask the question, why are we digging into this to try and figure out when and where what happens? <laughs> why are we asking these questions? Well, I think it's interesting. It is interesting. Definitely somewhat terrifying. Interesting. Uh, confusing. But what ultimately would be gained if we had even one little iota of some of this figured out? Well, I I don't know that anything would be gained because you still wouldn't know when exactly it occurred. But you're saying if we actually knew the day? Well, maybe even if we're just in the time. So let's say let's say we do discover that hey, maybe maybe third, fourth, fifth seal, maybe we are getting into those seals that are being opened up. Um would you live your life any different? Is that what you're saying? Does it change our does it Would change you your live mindset? your life any different? One, I guess. And two, uh, does it change the mission that you and me, you and I are, have been given by Jesus? No, it doesn't. And what is that mission? Well, to tell, to tell others about God and that there, that he wants to have a relationship with you and you know, there's, you can live forever. You can die forever. Right. It might change the urgency, I suppose of what we see coming because if we know that it's to this point where maybe we should start considering where we are in revelation, how many are lost 
that the tribulation is going to deceive. Is that a rhetorical question? Could be. (laughs) It sounds like it. (laughs) I don't know. It just is. I've always been, I do like asking these questions, but revelation always gets me a little bit flustered with some people because it's almost the only focus. Like with these different, you know, you've got, you've given so many different sides of research for revelation. Right. And not one of them agrees with the other. And not one of them actually seems to make sense to me. And that's not saying that I've got it right either. Well, I think, I think a lot of them make compelling arguments for their case. Absolutely. All of them make a compelling argument, but it's not a definitive one either. <laughs> and that's the frustrating thing. Cause you want to know, cause we're, we're people, we're, you know, people of order and we want to know, and we want to make order of things that and we logic. Read. Yeah. And makes things, sense to me. Yeah. And we want it to be consecutive and these things to make sense in the Bible. And we think so they just should be laid out that way. Right. How come you're not explaining it to me? Cause some of these things look like they overlap with other things. And, and then some they, of them don't seem to go in the right order at all. Correct. At least from what I've been taught as, as growing up in the church and you know, I, I totally kind of just assume, well, pre-trib, you're just going to go before everything happens. But as you read through just the seals alone and go into chapter seven, that doesn't quite make sense either. Right. Because the seals seem pretty bad. Yeah, just, they do and, seem kind of bad. Then uh, of themselves, just set apart by themselves, they seem like they're tribulation events. But then again. But they're nothing compared to what comes later. No, the beast and the witnesses and, and the false the, and prophets. And all the bowls, right. The bowls that get poured the, out. The Satan coming down from heaven, being cast out, falling to earth with the key to open up the bottomless pit to hell. That is pretty terrifying. And we're not there yet, but that's just a precursor to where we're going. We're reading through this book called Revelation. Uh, and there's some confusing and scary things. <laughs> Matt's looking at me like, you totally took this in a direction I wasn't ready to go. <laughs> okay, so here we go. The first horse, the white horse, yes, is could be a literal horse. Or he could just be a spirit of God that moves over the earth. We don't know. He could be evil. He could be good. We don't really know. It doesn't say if he's conquering. It doesn't say what is being conquered. A crown was given to him is is what the ESV says. The English standard. Come. Okay. And a white horse and its rider had a bow and a crown was given to yeah, him. Yeah, a crown was placed on his head. And he conquering and to conquer. He rode out to win many battles and gain the victory. What battles? I don't know. Yeah. Are they good? Are they for bad? Are they, it, I'm assuming with God giving him a crown, a crown is always a symbol of, of authority and honor when, right? when Jesus is talking um, about the first being last and last being first and judging, judging with him on earth and, and those being set up and we um, cast our crowns at his feet. We give all of our authority to him. A crown is something that I would assume is him giving authority to this being to go do what he's been told to do. Yeah, I think we can agree that out of the horses, he seems like the best one. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I don't know what time this starts or has started. 
Okay. So Because we know, and I'm going to throw this out because this isn't something that we, we commonly think about. And some new believers may not actually have thought through this, but the end times, the end age, the last age started when Jesus was resurrected from the dead. We are living in the end times from that moment Correct. on. Correct. Of this course. This is the end times, but yes. the end of the end. When is Jesus coming again? When is this tribulation? When are these trials? The end of the end of the age is revelation. Okay. So let's assume that the, if we can assume, which we can, that the first horse, <laughs> the first horse, the first horse was basically the peace horse. Maybe he, he came by and he was, it was a peaceful time. Even if it says conquering and to conquer, right. I don't know what battles, I have no idea what we're talking but about. But he seems peaceful when you look at the other horses. So then you, then <laughs> well, the, the next one, yeah, yeah especially. Then the lamb broke the second seal and I heard the second living being say, come. Then another horse appeared, a red one. Its rider was given a mighty sword and the authority to take peace from the earth. And there was war and slaughter everywhere. Yeah. And he was given a great sword. So he gave the first one a crown to rule. The second one a sword to kill. And the third one comes in and has the scales in this, you know, in the vision of the Hebrew people, the scales were the merchants. The scales were the ones who weighed out right the you know the the and so the third cost one is, of everything. The third one is economic calamity. So we got we got relative peace, then war, then economic calamity, which seems to be mm, okay happening. Right. Well, it's but I don't know with the degree that it is in this verse here with the loaf of bread being. A day's pay. Not yet. Okay. I would agree. Not yet. All right. But then what's left after you have all those things, then you have the fourth horse and that the only thing left is, is death. Well, then the lamb, then the lamb broke the fourth salmon with pestilence and with wild beasts. Then the fourth living being, and I heard the fourth living being say, come, I looked up and saw a horse whose color, uh, whose color was pale green. Its rider was named Death, and his companion was the grave. These two were given authority over one-fourth of the earth to kill with the sword and famine and disease and wild animals. So the four horses have come. Relative peace. I, 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 I would hesitate on that as well. Because the four specific horsemen are listed later. Being held back at the river Euphrates. That's later on in Revelation. So you're Those saying Those are this, four horses. This, okay, but these aren't the- f I don't know. Those are, you're jumping ahead to a different chapter. I am because I don't want to presuppose certain things because we're not through the whole thing yet. There's a danger in that and saying, well, I've read just this much and I'm going to assume that this is what I've been taught. And so these are them. And because we already know that it looks like Revelation wasn't written in sequence. It overlaps. I don't know that. Because we, we, it always says, and then, and after this, and then I saw. I don't know that it's not written in the order he was shown. I don't know that it's supposed to fold in on itself and be one event is the same as the other. There's no definitive answer According to that either. According to what John writes... It is an event that he writes in the order he sees it. And there's also that point where he is told, do not write this down. 
And we don't know what that yeah, was. I, obviously, we have no idea what that is. <laughs> but it's pretty important. Obviously, I would say, you know, it's from heaven and the mouth of God and his messengers. I would say it's probably really <laughs> important. Okay, so <laughs> when the lamb broke the fifth seal, I saw under the altar souls of all who had been martyred for the word of God and for being faithful in their testimony. They shouted to the Lord and said, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you judge the people who belong to this world and avenge our blood for what they have done to us? Then a white robe was given to each of them, and they were told to rest a little longer until the full number of their brothers and sisters, their fellow servants of Jesus, who were to be martyred, had joined them. Who were to be martyred. Yeah, it's not over yet. And we're just still in the seals. That's the fifth seal. Yep. We're still in the seals. And that one's directed really towards those who are already up in the presence of God under the altar. They're there in heaven. And so the fifth seal seems to be something that, you know, it's it's more of a continuation of what's already going on because those who are, and it's been happening from the time that Jesus has been raised from the dead, people have been being martyred for the name of Jesus. It's not something that's new, that's something that's been happening through the ages. Okay, so I watched as the lamb broke the sixth seal, and there was a great earthquake. The sun became as dark as black cloth, and the moon became as red as blood. Then the stars of the sky fell to the earth like green figs falling from a tree shaken by a strong wind. The sky was rolled up like a scroll, and all the mountains and islands were moved from their places. That sounds pretty frightening to me. Yeah. And we haven't even got to the we haven't even got to the tribulation yet. No. But the the funny thing about that one is Oh, that was funny. <laughs> ironic linked, I don't know what word, I guess I'm using the wrong word, but um you know, Jesus kind of says the same thing in Matthew 24 about even the right. sun being turned to darkness and the moon turning yes, red. Yes, and that mirrors Matthew 24 very well. And Jesus, so he knows what's coming. He just doesn't know the day or the hour he's going to be told to come. That's the only thing he says. Only God knows when I'm coming. Only the Father knows when this is happening. Then everyone, the kings of the earth, the rulers, the generals, the wealthy, the powerful, and every slave and free person all hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains. And they cried out to the mountains and the rocks, fall on us and hide from us, hide us from the face of the one who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb. For the great day of wrath has come and who is able to survive? So that's the sixth seal, correct? That is the that is the sixth seal. And now here's Jesus in Matthew 24 verse 29. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of the of heaven to the other. And after the sixth seal, 
where the sun is darkened, the moon turns red and does not give its light, and the stars fall from the sky, we have the break in Revelation. Right. And in seven is where we see the the sealed... 144,000 of the tribes of Israel mm-hmm. and the every tribe, every tongue, every nation worshiping before the throne of God who cannot be numbered. And this is where the elder tells John, these are those who are rescued from the great or taken out of the great tribulation. And this is the sixth seal between the seventh seal in chapter s- seven. And this is where I start to question some of these other and maybe this is mid-trip. I have no idea. What is well, the tribulation? Yeah, According to Jesus, the seals, what we just read, sound very much like what Jesus just called the tribulation of those days. Right. And it depends on how you look at tribulation, what you define as tribulation. Yeah. Most people say that's the the delineation of the three and a half and the three and a half. That's the tribulation. We haven't even got there yet. Even, yeah, we we're not even got, there We yet. haven't even got there yet. Yeah. But you can also make a strong argument there that then right there at the seventh seal is when the church is called up. I don't know. We don't know. But you can you can make a strong argument for it. So here's our challenge for this episode. We're going to have to wrap this part up, part three. I really hope you guys are enjoying this because <laughs> we're just barely on chapter seven right. again, which is where we left we off. Haven't even, we haven't even got to chapter seven, correct? Yeah. So we're just going to keep walking through this and asking our questions to each other and hope that it sparks some questions from you to us to maybe, um, you know, walk through that with you. Can't guarantee that we'll have any good answers, but we're sure going to ask questions. <laughs> right. Because this is a learning process for us and we're certainly getting a lot out of it and we hope you are too. Yeah. But we're going to call it a call it a day. So next episode, next week, tune in part four. Um, I would challenge you if you really are interested in this and you really want to challenge us, you don't have to agree with what we're saying. Read through the book of Revelation, do your own research, come up with your um, viewpoint on this and we can talk. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying I have it figured out, but I do definitely have these questions and I like to take the perspective of, of how John wrote Revelation being revealed from God. To him, I'm I'm going to try and see it how he wrote it. I think that makes sense. And, and then that's there's, fair. there's always Jesus. You right. know, Jesus's words were pretty important too, which is Matthew 24, which ties right into those seals. So crazy. Scripture backs up scripture. Jesus's word, who is the word of God, backs up the word of God. It does. Crazy. God bless you guys. Hey, love you all. Thanks, Matt, for doing this with me. We'll see you next time. God bless. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that you have been challenged to study God's word, to find out what it says, and to build on what you believe. Our heart is to help create a desire in you to draw closer to Jesus. If you would like to contact us with questions or comments, email us at MikeMattRealThings at gmail.com, on Facebook, Real Things That Really Matter, and on Twitter, at MMRealThings. We would love to hear from you. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform to stay in the know of what we are doing. Again, thanks for joining us today. May God bless you and keep you. See you next time.